agree with Eugene that you don't even know what to say. You don't know what to, to say when you experience God's presence. I, I think we're just going to go into worship here very shortly after I, I'm going to share quick. I'm, I'm going to summarize what I wanted to share. But yesterday as I was preparing, there's this weight, just this weight. And I was praying through a night. Didn't even, I couldn't even recognize what it was. I just felt this heaviness. And, you know, maybe some will say, well, it's just everything that's going on around you. And I, I think part of it is true that it is what everything's going around and around. And I, as I was just processing and, and praying and thinking about what's happening and asking God what he wants me to share on, I don't want to be up here just saying my thoughts. I want to be up here to say what God's saying because you don't need to hear me. I, I'm nobody. But, but I know that he has a word for us constantly. He's always speaking. And as I was, as I was just thinking and, and praying, God started putting these, these thoughts of looking around me and seeing that we're, this is not a time for apathy. And I've already heard that mentioned multiple times. This is not a time of apathy. I, I realize that this is not a time for the church to shrink back, to wait it out. It's not a time to wait it out. It's not a time to wait it out. You know, we can all agree that we live in the, you know, the new term, unprecedented times. We live in a time that we've never seen before. And we see more chaos, more confusion, more, more hopelessness than ever before in our generation. It doesn't compare to what we've ever seen before. We see that the church, like never before during this generation, has been pushed into a corner and now is being watched for our reaction. And there is a, there is a challenge against the church to react. There is a challenge. And I, I realized as I was thinking about this that the devil, his mission hasn't changed, guys. His mission hasn't changed since the beginning of the world. Has ours? I start pondering and realizing what has my mission become? Because I know that the word of God tells us so clearly that the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you know what? Jesus' mission hasn't changed either. And his mission is to give life and life with abundance. His mission is to save the lost. His mission is to preach his goodness. His mission is to show the light to those who are in the darkness. He came to this very world for that very purpose. He had no other mission. His mission was to save those who were dying. And, I, and I, as, I, as I thought about this, I started to realize that the devil is attacking the church in two ways. There might be more, but I see two main ways. Number one, with fear. And number two, with apathy. He wants to scare the church into submission. And if he can't do that, then he just doesn't want you to care much. He just wants you to sit back, just to ride it out, just to ride through this season. You know, give it some time. Everything will come back to normal. And I truly believe that that's not the right reaction. I realize that the Bible has warned us of this time, all this time. The Bible has told us about the battle we are to face. The Bible calls us warriors, you know. We see so much scripture about that. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, he says, For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments on every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity. To the obedience of Christ. To the Ephesian church, Paul writes and says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I speak this to you today. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand like never before. Like never before, I feel an urgency in my life to stand. I feel an urgency in my life to stop polishing the armor. To stop looking at the armor. To stop talking about the armor, but putting it on. And I, I, I you know, I, I sat, I laid, I prayed, and I, I just realized that God's calling me to repentance. God's calling me to repentance. And he was just showing me these images of, you know, armies sitting around. There's a battle raging outside and we can just sit around because we're not sure. Because we're just not sure. And I don't believe this is the time. I, I, I was just encouraged with this morning's prayer. I, it sounded like an army clinging its armor against one another. An army that's ready for battle. An army that's standing saying, lead us Jesus. We will follow you. We will follow you. We will go after you. And as I, as I prayed and, and thought about this, God just started reminding me of the basics. He just started talking to me about the basics. He just started reminding me, when's the last time you just experienced my presence on your own in your room? When's the last time you craved that so much that you put things aside? You push things off of your schedule. You said, I don't want anything else. I know there's a business to run, but I don't care about it. I know that there's these things that I need to do, but there's more important things. And he just started reminding me, of these simple ingredients in my life of the prayer, the word, and, pro and, uh, and testimony. The prayer and fasting, the word and testimony. I just wanted to share this so shortly and I, I really want to go back into prayer. I want to go back into prayer because I truly believe that today is going to mark certain people. It's going to mark people today to walk out and change things in their life and allow yourself to put on that full armor and get into intercession for somebody and recognize the general that's walking in front of us, that he's a conqueror. He is one who will never lose and we stand behind the victorious general. And God just started showing me, you know, prayer is the air that our bodies need. We need prayer to survive. We need prayer to thrive. In, in Matthew chapter 18, he says, I also tell you this, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. In James chapter 5, he writes, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly and it would not rain. And it did not rain in the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. Come on, we need some rain in Jesus' mighty name. And prayer has not lost its power. Prayer has not lost its power. Paul writes to the Philippians and he says, be anxious for nothing. Some of you are going through this anxiety. Some of you are carrying anxiety. I've heard it personally. I've talked to people personally that are saying, listen, so many things are happening at the same time. I'm anxious. I can't sleep. I don't know what to do. And, and the secret, the answer is the same. Uh, throughout all of history, Jesus is the answer. And Jesus is saying, don't be anxious for anything. Come to me in prayer. Spend time in prayer. When anxiety starts to attack you, put down the phone. Put down the distractions. Get on your knees and pray. It is me calling you to speak to me. Don't allow the devil. Don't allow the devil to rule your life. You know, I, I, 
as I sat there, honestly, I was repenting. I started thinking about when's the last time that I cleared my schedule for prayer? When's the last time that I just, you know, not just what I do daily and we, we have certain times we pray, but sense God calling me to speak longer to Him. When's the last time I gave up sleep for prayer? When's the last time I gave up, you know, my comfort of food and did fasting for the sake of somebody? Fasted for a neighbor, fasted for a relative, fasted for a situation. We can speak so much about these incredible things in the Bible, but really it comes down to the basics, church. It comes back to these basics where we need to come back to the root of it all. Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. He is, He was, and He is to come. And I realized that in my life, the answer to every challenge I face is more of Jesus. It's spending time in His presence. It's spending time at His feet. When Jesus was challenged by the devil, His answer was, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The word of God is vital to us on a daily basis. Let's ask ourselves, when's the last time I craved the word? When's the last time the word wasn't read in my life for the sake of checking something off, but a, a yearning and craving for the word? You know, the word's the basis to our faith. The Bible tells us that faith comes from hearing. Faith comes from hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Do you realize that the devil knows that and you know what he wants you to hear? Every news channel, he wants you to hear every distracting thing that he can tell you. And, and propaganda is being shoved down our ears. Then that's what we start to believe. We start to be anxious because of it. But God's saying, faith comes by hearing and hearing my Word. The Word that tells you that I'm victorious. The Word that tells you that I'm the Creator. That I am Almighty. That I am powerful. That I'm for you. That I'm on your side. That I know the end. And I'm in the end I'm already there I've already been there and I'll see you there faith comes by hearing hearing the Word of God you know I just just last this last week Thursday came around and it's life group time and all these things are happening you know we know that people are being uh, uh, pushed out of their homes for evacuations and my house actually ended up to be right on the verge we were just a, you know less than a mile away from level two already and a few miles away from level three and all these thoughts you know I'm planning what I need to do if you know my wife's pregnant I got kids at home I'm sitting at work checking the map making sure that it doesn't shift I'm like making these ideas okay I gotta grab a truck I gotta you know head home real quick grab my kids throw everything in the truck what I can head out and, and just that, I think some of you know what I'm talking about, just that. And it's kind of going and practical things and you know, I'm being a husband and a father and I'm trying my best and I'm doing this. And suddenly it's like, you know, it's life group, like maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the time right now. Maybe there's things I need to do. And it's something deep inside of me was like, no, put everything aside, go. So we did life group. I'm so thankful. We did life group. We showed up and all we did was pray. You know, we had some fellowship and we just spent time praying. And I tell you, I left home so encouraged. I left home so bold. I was ready to do whatever God needed me to do. And I'm just, I'm just saying this and sharing this to encourage somebody here that it's time to rise up. It's time to get on our knees. It's time to put aside every distraction, the thoughts that are trying to catch us because he is on the throne. Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords. It doesn't matter how much smoke is outside. It doesn't matter what's on my bank account. It doesn't matter what the devil's trying to scare me with. Jesus Christ is on the throne. He will be on the throne. No one can do 
dethrone him, he remains powerful. He is mighty to save today. He is mighty to save today. And the third thing he started putting on my heart is testimony. I called you to be a witness. I called you to be a witness. I called you, I gave you power when the Holy Spirit came upon you to be a witness. Witness. Testify. Don't be silent. Make opportunities. Find people around you to testify of his goodness. There's such power that's released when we speak about the love of Jesus Christ to somebody who doesn't know it. Church, this is a challenge to the church. And the devil wants the church to be silent. He wants to muffle us. He wants to stick us into our homes and watch online. But I'm telling you, like never before, it's time to rise up, to speak to our neighbors, to come out of our hiding places, to get up and pray in the mornings more than we've ever prayed before, to make a, a specific decision to testify to somebody, to preach to somebody, to share the good news with somebody. Let the fears fall off. Let the apathy fall off. I, I sense this, this urge. Can we rise up? We're going to pray right now. Can the worship team come out? I just sense this urge. And I, like I said, I started with repenting. And I'm repenting today. I'm realizing how much time we waste. How much time we can just put aside for important things, for good things. And allow ourselves, you know, I allow ourselves to miss the, the vital things, to miss those things that are irreplaceable, souls that are around us. I've been hearing more and more statements lately like, you know, I'm at this point in the walk with Jesus where like, I, I can do this. I started like processing those statements and realizing what a danger that is. I don't want to get to the point where my relationship with Jesus is, it's okay, Jesus, I got this. You know what? It's okay. I got this. I'm, I'm at this place where I know you well enough to the point where it's okay. Like, I'll, I'll make it. I, I, I won't make it. I need him more than ever before. I realize my complete, complete depravity without him. My complete and utter weakness without him. And he is my life. He is my Lord. And I, I challenge, I don't know who I'm speaking to here, but I'm, I'm speaking to you to remind you that he's on the throne. To remind you that you don't need nothing new in your life. You need him. You need his presence. You don't need to find another answer. The answer remains Jesus Christ. He is the answer. He is here right now to answer you. He's here to remind you that he's in the control. He's in control. It doesn't matter how tough things get. You can always run back to him. You can always yearn for him. You can always speak to him. He is ready to speak to you. He's ready to touch you. He's ready to remind you that his word is truth and it will not be challenged. His word is truth and it will not be changed. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but not one tittle from this word will pass away. Every word he sends out, he watches over. It is faithful. He is faithful. When we're not faithful, he remains faithful. He's always been faithful and he always will be faithful. He said, I will build the church. I will build the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Church. He is building this church. He is building the global church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. It is not time to sink back. Church, it is not time to just wait it out. It's time to teach our children more than ever before. To show them what we need to do in prayer. It's time to, to revisit intercession in our life. It's time to show up to more places than ever before for prayer and worship. It's time to make sure that we're not just surviving from Sunday to Sunday. We can't be surviving from Sunday to Sunday. Monday needs to come tomorrow and I need to put on my full armor. 
I need to put on my full armor and be willing to go through the battle. But he's faithful. He said that he will be there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's right here right now. He's reminding us so many things he's put in your heart. So many dreams and visions he's put in your heart. He doesn't want that to just get covered by the dust in the air. By the ash that's coming from the sky. But shake it off. Shake it off. It's time to build up our holy faith. Build up our holy faith through prayer. Let me tell you, just because we're facing this doesn't mean nobody else has faced it. Generations before us, they've gone through their forms of persecution. They've gone through their forms where the devil attacked with apathy. And they had to rise up to the occasion and say, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we're not giving up. We're going through this and we're going to see his glory. I don't know where he's leading me, but as long as he's leading me, I will follow. I will go after him because he's the Almighty. He is the great I am. He is the Alpha and Omega. Right now, when we start to pray and worship, I, I ask you, pray. I just ask you, you know, there is power in corporate prayer. There is power in corporate prayer when we gather together and we put aside. Don't allow thoughts right now to distract you. Don't allow them to distract you. Cast them out. Take every thought captive in obedience to Jesus Christ. We have authority, church. We have authority not to just survive. We're not called to survive 2020. We're called to bring Him glory in 2020. We're called to bring Him glory in 2020. We're not just waiting for 2021 to arrive, but we're saying, Lord, what would you have me do today? Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for sliding back. Lord, forgive me for becoming so busy, so busy that I don't hear your voice. Lord, forgive me. I want to know you more than ever before. I want to know you more than yesterday, more than last year. It's not enough for me to experience what I have experienced, but I need you today. I need you right now. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need your word to become the daily bread for me. I need prayer to boil in my life, God. Forgive me. Forgive me for being so distracted. Forgive me, Lord God, for walking just this apathetic time. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. You are victorious. You are victorious. You are victorious. You are victorious. Walls of Jericho couldn't stand before you. The Red Sea couldn't stand before you. Pharaoh couldn't stand before you. The lions in the den couldn't stand before you. The Israelites walked through the desert because you walked in front of them. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that Nebuchadnezzar couldn't stand before you. We thank you, Lord God, that every ruler in history couldn't stand before you. Nero tried to blot you out, but he couldn't stand before you. Every single historic event that went against you could not stand before you. The grave is empty. The tomb is empty. The cross is empty. He is risen. He is victorious. He is almighty. He is almighty. He is here today. He is here today. And he's reminding us to put on the full armor. He's reminding us to put on the full armor. Come on, stir your holy faith. Right now, church, let's just start to pray. There's some things that are happening where we need to partake. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're not there to fight people physically. 
but we're here to intercede. We're here to pray in His holy will into this place. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you are, you will be. You are the same. You are yesterday, today, and forever the same. For in him, whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. For to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus in Revelation says that I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is in control. He's in control. Jesus, we come in repentance. We come in repentance, God. We ask you, move in our midst. Move in our midst. Allow us, Lord God, to be the witnesses you want us to be. Allow us to be the witnesses that you want us to be. Allow us to analyze where we've been spending our time. What are the things, Lord God, in our life that are hindering you? They need to be gone. We lay them down. We don't want them. We reject, Lord God, wasted time. We don't want to waste this time. But we want to be used by you. We want to know you, Jesus. We want to spend time with you, Jesus. We want to dwell in your presence. Even as David said, one thing, one thing I ask of the Lord, do not remove me from your presence. One thing I ask from the Lord, do not allow your presence, do not allow your presence to leave me. Jesus, we surrender. We surrender. We surrender. We surrender. We surrender. We surrender. I pray, Lord God, for every person here that you would stir their faith, that you would stir their faith, that you would remind them the things that you are calling them to do. You would remind them, Lord God, the things that they were challenged to do. God, we come in obedience. We come in obedience. We come in obedience. We come in obedience, God, in obedience to you, to your word, to your word, to your spirit.
and they wouldn't have seen God's power had they not marched around the city seven days. David stood in the background looking at Goliath, but he wouldn't have experienced God unless he picked up a sling and swung it at Goliath. David, so many times in his life, finds himself on his knees and God always tells him, go, go. And it is in the battlefield that the power of God is revealed. We've been craving the miracles of God, the power of God. And you hear so many times people say, well, how come so-and-so has seen miracles, but I haven't? How come there and there and there this is happening, but not here? And I, God starts speaking to me and saying, I reserve my power for the battlefield. I reserve my power for the battlefield. Come out and fight. Come out and fight. Take courage. Come out and fight. I will not leave you nor forsake you. There is war to be fought. There is battle to be fought. And the people of God need to come out. We need to stand strong in faith. We need to stand strong in prayer. We need to allow Him to speak to us. His power is reserved for the battlefield. We will have these miracles shown in our midst when we step out in faith. When we desire to see Him more than we desire to fulfill our will. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. He's here right now. You could just, you could just allow him to speak to you. Allow him to speak to you. Allow him to remind you the things he's been putting on your heart. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we come to you. We come to you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you that we're not alone. Church, you're not alone. Church, you're not forgotten. You're not isolated. But He is with you. He's in the midst of you. And as we continue to worship, we're just going to take some more time in prayer and worship. But if you need prayer, if you just need somebody to stand with you, you can come on out. We're going to minister to you. We're going to pray together, church. Let's worship and let's continue to pray.